Welcome back to the inaugural episode of Cocktail Friday, the podcast where my beautiful and esteemed wife and I talk about shows and sort of guide you guys through the through the episodes. Uh, my name is Jeremy, and sitting alongside me is... <laughs> I'm Beth, everyone. She's Beth. <laughs> um, so... For the first season of Cocktail Friday, we're going to be reviewing Suspicion on Apple TV, now streaming. Today's the first day it was released. The show was created by Rob Williams, and it was written by Amit Cohen, Maria Feldman, and Rob Williams. This first episode was directed by Chris Long, so we're going to get right into it, because it was there's a lot to unpack here. Beth, you want to talk about the plot a little bit? Yeah, so they jump right in in this show. We're going to give away some spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the episode, so be mindful of that. It starts off with a young man walking through a city. He has his headphones in. If any one of you have lived in a big city, you know that wearing your headphones and not being mindful of your surroundings can lead to what becomes a kidnapping. Jeremy and I are both living in New York. We've lived here for like over five years now. So knowing that Leo, uh, the character, nice memory, is just behaving in such a nonchalant way where he's like walking through the city without a care, not aware of what's going on around him. He goes into what is a fancy, a pretty fancy building, which we later find out is owned by his mom. Um, Anyway, Leo is captured by a group of folks wearing masks, sort of like play dress-up masks of the royal family. So I saw Prince Charles in there, even Prince William and the Queen herself all, they basically attacked him and shoved him into a suitcase and walked out. The intro is interesting too. There, you kind of get the sense that this is like someone's hiding based on what the different cuts and frames are. I wonder if we pay attention to that, if it will give us any clues into maybe where Leo is being held captive. But anyway, this is the very first scene, pretty intense. And then the remainder of the show is essentially just a viewing of the four people who are suspects in this kidnapping. Establishing the characters. Exactly. But it's their daily lives, right? So one of the characters, Natalie, is getting ready for a wedding, her own wedding. Another character, Tara, is just on her way to work as a professor. Another main character, Adesh, is a struggling businessman. And so we get these little glimpses into their life. Now we have this other sort of suspect as well named Sean who is definitely showing signs of like more violence. We know that he's got something to do with something. Yeah, exactly. Like immediately they're giving you the sense that he may be guilty of something whereas they didn't do that with the other three characters. So the show progresses along this line of sort of everyone being a little bit guilty and every once in a while they give you these little hidden hidden gems of like well maybe this person is kind of guilty. Right, so with the bride, she's at one point got this burner phone and a big sack of money. And with the professor, she like flips out on one of her students and shows a little bit of aggression. The businessman has somehow wound up getting caught by his wife with this 
mysterious money that he says he tra traveled to America for some business, right? Like there are a few things that are starting to not add up about these characters as we go along. And the finale of the show is when all four of these people, actually only three of these people getting arrested, the three that you initially thought were the least guilty all get arrested. So it's a pretty, um, you know, it's a pretty fascinating first episode. I definitely think it's one of those episodes when you finish the series that if you watch it back, you'll probably see a lot more stuff. 100%. That you didn't see in the first go. But yeah, what I really like about the actors, at least, is that they have a lot of subtle movements. Mm -hmm. So especially when we were looking at um, Adesh, he had all these little subtle looks like he knew something. Yeah. Because he's he's the struggling businessman. You want to let's talk about Adesh first. He so seemed stressed. When we meet Adesh, what is he doing? He he's jogging. Yeah. Out for a run. And he runs home, and his uh, brothers-in-law were loading up a van to go to work. And his wife is asking if he'll go to work with them. Yes, and he definitely seems stressed out. But initially, you're just like, oh, it seems like this family's maybe a little overbearing. They don't respect him. He's struggling. You know, you make all kinds of assumptions about why he might be stressed out. And it's not until you know, further down the road in his story that, for example, his wife calls and she's worried about money and he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to fix it. Like, just forget about it. I'm busy. I can't talk about it. He's like avoiding her and avoiding her. And even then you're like, oh, well, this must be the source of tension in this character's life. And it's not until she confronts him about the trip to America. I that think. he lied to her about yeah, that he lied to her about initially. That you start to think, you know, okay, this kidnapping happened in America, and he was just there. You know, maybe there's potential. There's they do potential. A, they do a really good job, though, of, like, still making you root for the characters in some little way. They they make them relatable. Who is the character that you're rooting most for? Hmm. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like the bride is... And it's probably because she's about to get married. And she, her story is interesting. She's someone who it seems like has got it all together. She's sort of like the linchpin of her family. And her, she's lost her father. Her mom, we find out, is clearly struggling with money. Natalie is very aware of this and is frustrated with her mom. All of this is happening on the day of her wedding. She's more concerned about what everyone else is wearing, what her mom is paying for and doing. Um, Not in a bridezilla way, but like exactly, a... In a responsible way. In a, like, I've, I will take care of you all way. So I think immediately you're sort of drawn to her because she's responsible and because she's not letting this affect, you know, she's not bridezilla -ing. She's mm -hmm. not getting angry. She's just worried and she's acting on her worry. So she ends up going into her mom's purse to find out what's going on with this money situation. And finding out that her mom has owed this stranger some money. Most people would confront their mothers at that point. Be like, what is happening? Like, how can we get out of this? Natalie just texts the person who's, you know, going after her mom and says, I'll meet you at this place. Whoever this is, meet me here. I'll put myself in Maybe because in she's a professional. She could be a professional. But until until about that time... 
I didn't know where that family's storyline was headed mm-hmm. because it was the mom who all of a sudden has this influx of cash, the sister who was the one that had actually been to the United States, mm-hmm. and then you have Natalie who's getting married. So it's like, which one of them is the actual suspect? And then once Natalie, you know, magically pays off her mom's $2,000 debt. And she does this by hopping in a stranger's car. Right. Outrunning someone who's following the stranger. Right. And then going to her house or where she shares with her fiance, pulls out a big bag of money with a burner phone, is hiding all of this from her fiance. Which I love that him and his 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 wedding party were just <laughs> playing video games an hour before they were about to get married. Oh gosh. Which, I mean that's a that's a vibe. I wish Brides can understand though how uh, how unfair that could I get how that could seem unfair there needs to be like a cultural change where brides just like demand that they be the ones out on the golf course instead of although i don't know it's you know fun brides to get could ready. do that if they wanted to exactly yeah no 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 don't say that there's no cultural pressure there's there. cultural pressure i'll say it. yeah of course anyway of course. natalie's story is very interesting uh and we do eventually come to sort of question her character in that circumstance where she's doing what seems to be pretty bold things to pay off her mom's debt. It seems like she was doing the right thing by her mom, exactly. but it's also, you know, why? Exactly. Is there a reason? Are you trying to keep someone off your back? Yes. That's the thing that's interesting about the way that they set these characters up. So let's then talk about the professor, right? All right, so we have the struggling businessman who's Adesh. Mm -hmm. We have the bride whose name is Natalie. Adesh is played by Kunal Nayar, and Natalie is played by Georgina Campbell. Third, we have a professor. A professor of social psychology. One of the things that they showed initially in Tara's story was Tara's daughter looking on her phone at the video of the kid being kidnapped. And that shows up in all of these four characters' um, storylines. Right, the video. The video. The Someone video is watching the, the video. It's never the people that are... It's never our four main mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Tara winds up dropping her daughter off. She goes to her class and is teaching. And there's this one student that's kind of getting on her nerves a little. She a shows student up that late. shows up late. Yeah. Yep. She shows up late. Um, and we find out later when Tara sort of goes off on this student for being late that Tara herself did not come from privilege. She didn't have a super wealthy background and neither did this student. So she's sort of saying like, how dare you act like you don't care, etc., etc. But we see her be really reactive in this moment. Aggressive. Yeah, well. Not physically aggressive. The student that she was saying this to didn't think anything of it or was just kind of like, okay, fine, I'll accept the challenge. It wasn't anything like that. It was meant to scare the person. It was just supposed to like help her... Whatever. But it is, you know, in the moment, I don't think anyone thought anything of it. But the more we sort of see these characters being treated like they're guilty, the more that you reflect on these moments and think like, oh, maybe they are capable of something, which is part of what makes it all so fascinating. So those are the three characters that are easy to sort of, and we're still wondering about in terms of their guilt level. Right, we don't. Yeah, and then there's the fourth, the mystery man, Mm -hmm. Sean Tillman, played by Elise Gable. We first meet our mystery man on a plane. He's flying business class or first class, and um, 
he's just relaxed on a plane. He has a beard. Um, looks like a normal guy in a blazer and a t-shirt. <laughs> he's very relaxed because he has a beard. Very relaxed because he has a beard and be- a beard. <laughs> and uh, this this guy that's on the plane who's clearly been you know having a couple of drinks, having himself a good time, is uh, yelling at the stewardess. He wants the stewardess to give him a bottle of alcohol, and the stewardess won't do it. Our mystery man goes up to the guy, threatens him, essentially assaults him. Mm-hmm. And, but in a like quiet way, and then the guy just stays quiet the rest of the flight. Sean goes back to his, his seat. It's the first instance where we see a character be truly violent. Truly violent. Yeah. Um, and threatening. So, eventually, once the flight lands, we see cop cars pulling up to the plane. He goes to the bathroom. But changes, not in a panicked way. Not in a panicked way. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's a professional. Yeah. Because he just goes to the bathroom, changes, takes the beard off. It was a fake beard. Surprise. And uh, puts yeah, puts on a wig, and then he magically. This is a little unrealistic. He magically, sort of, not even sort of. He just offers to help offers him. to help this woman who has a baby, and she hands it's him not his even a baby. She, she, right, it's like He's a like two, a three year old, five year old, and uh, so she hands Sean her kid. And he's just able to walk out like he... And she was also very chatty. So he was just mm-hmm. able to walk out like it was it was nothing. Um, but they're cle- they were, he was clearly the, the person that everybody was looking for. Because they had photos of him. And they, yeah. With they the had beard. photos of him with a beard, which is why he's so... Chill. You can tell he's a professional because it was a fake beard. Yeah. So the thing that's interesting is you're, you're trying to figure out during this whole time, like, who's guilty and who's not, right? And there's a strong feeling for the first three, like, oh, mm, like, I don't think they're, I don't think they did it. I think they're all innocent people. But then as you've watched their things go along, you're like, mm, maybe they did. Mm-hmm. With Sean, what's interesting is even in that moment, in that initial moment where he goes and he acts kind of violently towards the passenger on the plane, you, he's still doing it in defense of that stewardess. He's, still he's a good doing, guy. Yeah, so you're, you want to be like, oh... I mean, I guess like he did just, it, but he's got a good reason. Well, I guess until you saw how intense he was about it, you mm-hmm. were like, okay, this guy's just gonna go like help this woman out, uh, and then you're kind of like, Ugh. well, then he used he used that to his advantage. Yes. Because the, the stewardess... The stewardess led him in the bathroom. Right. So when he got up from the plane after he saw the cop cars, the stewardess was the one that was nice or that gave in to him after he asked. Um, to be able to get out of his seat and go to the bathroom. Yep. And Sean is also the only character that is clearly fleeing something. Right. Whereas the other one, the other characters seem as though they're just totally unaware that this could be happening on to them. So which brings right. us to the last point you have here about Sean. So the last at the at the end of the episode, we have Sean on a, a motorcycle. He stops, he gets a text, the text just says disappear. And Sean's response was, I can't without money. And um, the text just said, in return, disappear now. And then Sean texts another person, and the text said, Natalie, where are you? Do we know that it's another person he texted? I would Could ass- it all be the no, same No, we don't person? know that. I would assume so, though, because they started a new bubble thread. So mm-hmm. you know they have the bubbles on the screen. Unless they're trying to throw you off the scent. Unless they're trying to throw you off the what scent. What if Natalie? It's just a weird coincidence. Bride that there's two Natalies. Is the culprit. But yes, that was a big, a big twist at the end, a big sort of cliffhanger here. 
So that's the that's the recap. Uma Thurman is in this episode very briefly. Very, very briefly. We should also mention her. She is someone who it definitely seems like is has some kind of power and has a lot of enemies she mentioned. Do you have any sense for what you think? Of who did it? No, what you think Uma Thurman Oh, like I would does? say we can't rule out Uma Thurman as a suspect. <laughs> I mean, it's well that, maybe I mean, that'll it, be a plot twist. It seems a little too easy, but it's like a lot of shows will have mm-hmm. a struggling parent or something. Usually, like a dad who's like, our, our business is tanking. Nobody knows. I can't let anybody know. So I'll stage a kidnapping and I'll keep the ransom money. You know what is interesting about that thought? Now that you say that, <laughs> the picture, remember, because she's talking to the detective and she's like, hey, I know you have a picture of my son, but could you use this one? It's my favorite picture. And it's one of the two of them together. Like t- 10 years ago. But also maybe she's trying to say like, look, I'm an amazing mom. I love my son. Like use this photo because she doesn't want to draw atten- negative attention to herself. Could be. I think it's I think it's like a. Uh... Trying to get the cop on her side. It's like, hey, I'm this good mom. We're this happy family. He's this good boy. Find him. Yeah, but using the photo would mean she's making that persona very public as well. It'll be really interesting to see how her character plays out. Yeah. So that's the general recap of the show. I'm interested to see how... Do you have any any bold predictions? Some way too early calls? I think that the kid set himself up. Because he got cut off from mom. It's a bold prediction. Do you have any... Basis for that? Basis for that right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. It's what you mentioned at the beginning. He's just a little bit too cocky with those headphones in. A little bit too cocky. <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks he owns the streets of New York with those headphones and not paying attention. I love that he's the victim and we're trying to make him... Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not Yeah, I know. Maybe he's not Hot take. Hot take. There's always that open question. Um, you know, bold, bold takes. I'm going to guess the bride's mom, Natalie's mom, has something to do with it. Yeah, she was in real deep with the money stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that that's, that's not going to be nothing. Yeah. Who do you think was following the person that Natalie... So Natalie hopped in the car with the person that was essentially extorting her mom. And then they started getting followed. Do you think they were just following Natalie or do you think they were following? I think they were following Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like if Natalie hadn't done that, gotten in the car with the person, the extortionist, right? Mm -hmm. Then it would have been her mom that they were tracing, right? Right. So Could be. was Natalie just in the wrong place at the wrong time? And now she's taking the heat for her mom. But how did how did she just confidently nab two grand to give this guy? And what's with the burner phone? Right. And if you think there's someone who's going to be following you at some point, like, are you really going to go get married and be out in the open like that? True. She's very calm during the entire ordeal. Right. Right. Very calm and confident, like a person. Right. So but I think that the people were following her. Probably following her. Yeah. Probably following her. Well, I think that 
covers it. I think that covers it. This has been the inaugural episode of Cocktail Fridays. We hope you enjoyed. Hopefully, the levels were okay. So with that, (laughs) uh, tune in next Friday for the second episode review.